The sermon for this evening is from uh, St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 10, verses 14 to 17. The sermon is entitled, Joyfully Lutheran, Third Commandment. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Now, what does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise his preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear it and learn it. Yes, it is the word of God that we speak of in this third commandment. As we hold to the word, not just any word, but the sacred word, gladly hearing it and learning it. Because we know that God's word, as we hear it and learn it, is, is good. It is sacred. It is holy. So listen, receive, feed, pray upon it all. Because the word of God, throughout all the treasures of this world, the word of God is our greatest treasure. Now Harrison writes, the word is regarded as sacred because it sanctifies, it makes us holy. The word of God condemns and makes alive. The encounter with preaching in his word makes us and keeps us Christian, forgives our sins, brings us as guests to the Lord's own table for forgiveness, and sends us off into our manifold vocations joyfully, forgiven and ready to speak the gospel, serve and forgive those around us. Indeed, it is true. The word is sacred because it sanctifies. The word that is rooted in God, his word, this very holy thing that breathes life into us. This word that strengthens us as we hear it and receive it. Large Catechism, Luther writes, God's word is the true holy thing above all holy things. Yes, it is the only one we Christians know and have. Though we had the bones of all the saints or all holy and consecrated garments upon a heap, still that would not help us at all. All that stuff is a dead thing that can sanctify no one. But God's word is a treasure that sanctifies everything. The word is sacred because it is the treasure that makes things holy. Sanctifying you by this very word, hearing the word, hearing the law, showing you your sin, hearing the gospel, the answer for that sin, receiving those words in holy baptism, receiving those words in the supper of our Lord, all rooted in the forgiveness of sins. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the words of Christ, and there we hear it by his very word. And it's by this power of God's word that we very well know and have the assurance that we have been delivered over from darkness to light. This word is our treasure. For it is by this very word that we find our rest, our Sabbath, our peace, 
our truth as God's Word always redirects us back to His promises. This is all we have, as we know as believers in Christ Jesus. John 8, whoever is of God hears the Word of God. 1 Thessalonians 2, when you receive the Word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as Word of men, but as what it really is, the Word of God, which is at work in you believers. Hebrews 4, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The word is precious. It condemns, it accuses, but it saves and redeems. Yet with the treasure trove, the goodness of this good word of God. The old Adam, as uh, Pastor Harrison would write on page 21 of your book, uh, desires to be sluggish in the reading of the word. Missing church, failing to give thanks for the congregation and its pastor, and failing to give attention to the word preached. And it's always this search that we have as people, always searching for that treasure chest. We might not take out the map and say, where is that treasure? Let's go find it. But that's what we're always looking for in our life. We're always looking for that treasure chest full of gold. The thing is, we have that already. It is the Word of God. That is our great treasure. There is no other place that we would rather be but in the Word of God. Isn't it? Yet, you and I very well know how scrambled we become as we face this world and all of its distractions. So busy we become that we are like that good host who is preparing a house for a guest, going down the checklist of cleaning and dusting, making sure everything is tidy, the food is cooked, the table is set. Just ask Martha. Lord, she says, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Sitting at Jesus' feet, hearing his word in the midst of all the busyness, the good portion, the precious portion, the treasured portion. As the things of the world is going around, there Mary was sitting at the treasure chest of goodness, and that is God's word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the words of Christ. It is the word of God as we lived our day to day. Busy we were, but now we are here as this word gets us back, as it continues to sustain us in the one true faith, the good portion that points to Christ. I don't know about you, but I need to hear Christ all the time. 
It is our greatest comfort. It is our greatest treasure. But I always ask myself, why are we so sluggish at times to hear God's word, to open that book, to read scripture, to dwell upon his statutes day and night? I think because there are many words out there, the words of this world that continue to distract, to turn us away from God and his true treasure. The words that look so pleasurable, so fruitful, so good, that in this great deception, these words can destroy us. This is the constant battle as the devil continues to try his best to thwart, to mute the word of God, to cover this word all by the noise of this world that distracts and tries to destroy the words of man. As these words of man and the wisdom of man becomes the gold to which people seek. And we hear it constantly. Turning on the radio, turning on the TV, turning on the computer, the smartphone, word after word after word. What is being learned? What is being taught? What is being heard? All these words, what do they amount to? Even coming to church to receive the gifts of the Lord and the word and sacrament becomes a bear, a sin of indifference, sluggishness, and apathy. There are times where we come to church and we simply would rather not be there. There are times where our hearts are far away, where our intentions, our thinking, and our minds are somewhere else. Because I look back on my own life. When I was younger, my mother would always drag me out of bed, literally drag me out of bed. <laughs> literally. And say, hurry up! For what, Mom? It's Sunday, it's time for church. Oh, it is? As I look back, I know there was that hesitancy in my voice. I was tired and I gave all the excuses in the world. I had a long week, let me sleep, mom. I'm tired, I need my rest. But when I look back, all the excuses, all the hesitancy, it was nothing but my unclear view of the word of God. It was ultimately about my disbelief in the power of God's word and its true treasure. As so many times in our flesh where the devil casts doubt on the preciousness of God's word. And that's where our flesh is. Do I really have to be there? What's one Sunday? What's another Sunday? What's another month? What's another year? What's another decade? And there the devil has got us. I think even as you sit in the pews today, the devil isn't even stopping right now. Right now, trying to distract you into so many different things. Trying to redirect you from the precious word and life-saving gift of this word. I guess the question is, why does the devil care so much about this word? Why does he care to hide this word from you? Because the evil foe very well knows how sacred and how promise-filled this word is. 
because this word is God breathed and thus has the power to destroy the devil and his works. And therefore at all costs, will the devil do anything to hide this very word of God? Luther again writes in the large catechism, even though you know God's word perfectly and are already a master in all things, you are living daily in the devil's kingdom. He ceases neither day or night to sneak up on you and to kindle in your heart unbelief and wicked thoughts. Therefore, you must always have God's word in your heart, upon your lips, upon your ears. For, the, for where the heart is idle and the word does not make a sound, the devil breaks in and has done the damage before we are even aware. Before we are even aware. The point is we need the word constantly because we very well know what we are up against. Sin, the devil, the world, the flesh. It's in the midst of this all, of our fallen flesh, in this world separated from, our, separated from God, that we have the hope in the word. This word that points us to the truth. Through all deception, through all temptation, through all the words of this world, this word points us to the truth. The truth that sets us free from our sin. The word that says, there on the cross, Jesus died for your sins by shedding his body and blood for you. There you have the keys to eternal life. And though the devil may accuse, Jesus is the one who shuts him down because Jesus is the salvation for you. This is the very word that we have, that we hear and receive, the comfort of salvation, because this word points to our rest. Life can be very weary. It can be, and it is. But when we hear this rest-filled word of God, how comforted we are knowing that we live under the Good Shepherd that we're constantly reminded as the Holy Spirit guides us back to what is true and what is right, to live under the refuge and mercy of God, to know that through all things as we live in this world, whatever you are going through, there the Good Shepherd is taking you on His shoulder and taking you home to the house where you will dwell forever. This is the preciousness of God's Word to point you to Christ. Indeed, every day we wake up, we say our prayers, we thank the Lord, but also every day we're living in the devil's kingdom. We very well know the weakness of our flesh, our sins, our guilt, our every shame. Even all the worlds of this world, the wisdom of this world, if you all put it together in a blender, it can never compare to the preciousness and the treasure-filled gift of God's word. Third commandment, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. God's word is everything. We feed on it. We dwell upon it. We meditate upon it because this is the word that we need. It is Jesus. The word that points you to Calvary. The word that points you to the empty tomb. 
The word that points you to the resurrection and the life. The word that gives you his peace, knowing that through all things you are paid for because the word says so. You are forgiven because the word is proclaimed to you. This body and blood of Jesus covers you because the word, as you hear it, receive it, says so. And there is no other word that can do such things. There is no other word that breathes life into you. And thanks be to God that by this very word, hearing it, listening to it, studying it, meditating upon it, we are joyfully Lutheran. The word that wakes, the word that turns sorrow into joy, the word that promises from now and forevermore that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Midweek Sermon from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com dot com.